0: The Natural Way with Sandy Dr. Sandy Rogers bringing you Folk Medicine Revival The Natural Way The past guides us to well-being Hello folks and welcome to my podcast Today we're going to be talking about depression And I would suggest that one of the most common presentations in clinical practice is where we have folks who come in and are really quite desperate, and they may have been diagnosed with depression, and their practitioner has put them on to antidepressants. And this medication, for many, really may not necessarily work that well. And I would suggest that what we need to do is to take a re-look at depression and the way that it is being managed across the board. There is, however, and I must say from the very beginning, a small amount of people who do present with chemical imbalances in the brain and they certainly require intervention of this quite powerful nature. But for the down times that you experience that is maybe related to life events generally and these can be from death of a loved one or being made redundant at work, relationship breakdown or other forms of loss, pain and illness, postnatal depression or children, teenagers who are being diagnosed with depression. And more particularly, where we have this concept of, well, here is a behaviour or a feeling, therefore we give it the name depression. But I would be suggesting that we need to be asking ourselves, first of all, as clinicians, and you as members of the public, could it possibly be that you are simply not coping with life stresses, life events. So we could give it a name, Not Coping With Life Syndrome, because that is much more accurate. This name certainly provides a very clear picture that we need to develop the skills to cope with life events. And this will usually involve seeking out the services of a counsellor, or a mentor who you feel comfortable talking to about events. Antidepressants are not the only answer. They do tend to be prescribed as a magic bullet in many instances, and they do get people to be feeling as though they feel better. However, they get them through the rough patches, but is there any assistance to be putting forward some guidance to the person who feels down behavioural modification is the focus and basically we do not need to sedate the person, we need to educate the person. Now I have written several articles and more particularly been supported in some of the articles that um, I've put together and been uh, assisted by really a wonderful writer in um, rosemary ogilvy and some of the concepts that we're going to put over in our show comes or stems from some of the articles that we wrote together and the one on depression the one that i'm talking to you about now within this subject was quite a popular article and that's why i want to reactivate this concept again i want to activate a discussion around antidepressants and the depressive behavior the thought processes of depression that people get locked into now I want to say from the very beginning that and as I've said before in no way do I want to minimize the intensity that you as a person who is feeling down and and depressed and upset and sad. I don't want to in any way minimize the intensity that you're feeling because it is a process that you're going through. But I want to offer a thought process for you to consider to be able to work through the life events. I want to tell you about one of my clients who lost her husband and three children in a car accident one morning when they were on their way to school and work. Now of course she reacted in a state that basically she was put on to antidepressants almost immediately. The trauma that she faced and the learning life skills to move through this trauma needed to be taken place but her practitioner thought that this would be the best thing to do and for her to go through the, all the events that needed to, with the reality of such a tragedy, to be onto antidepressants. But over a five-year period, basically, there was not a change in the behaviour and counselling needed to be sought and guidance. So we went on a journey together of looking at the event that started the entire process, And one of the things that I got her to do, and it might be something that some of you might consider, would be to get a sheet of paper, or several, and draw it into two columns. On one side, you put all the things that are in your life, list them, that you believe are causing a problem within how you're feeling. And it may be life events, it could be a relationship, it could be work, it could be you don't have enough money, it could be anything, anything that you're dealing with in your life, put down on the left hand side of the page. Now on the right hand side of the page, I want you to go through and say, can I do anything about each one of these events? If you can do something about it, put down a little sentence about what you think you could do. Say as an example, you feel as though you don't have enough money. Well, could you start learning how to save? Could you get a financial planner to help you? Could you talk to a friend who might be good with money, who can help you? Those sorts of things we look for and we are seeking solutions. We're also looking at what choices we have. There may be emotional or physical health type issues that will all go down on the left hand side. On the right hand side, put the things that you can do or not do. When you've got that second column done, what we need to do there is prioritize all of those events that you've got and place them in a priority. And then you might have several that will be number one then out of those several that are number one, you really need to refine that down and come up with the one that you really do need to start working with. Now, in a nutshell, you have what your life is all about. And in that nutshell that you're looking at, you've got a global look about what your life is. You have a global perception of what is going on. And not only that, but you are also seeking the solutions, and then we look for guidance. Now, all of this should be done in our day-to-day life on a regular basis. If we start feeling overwhelmed on a day-to-day basis of what we are dealing with in our life, and a lot of us have a lot to deal with on a day-to-day basis, but just remember, we only have 86,400 seconds a day. Folks, we are all even. We are all level with 86,400 seconds a day. No one can get any more. No one can have any less. No one can save a little bit up today and have a bit more tomorrow on a busy day and on a lazy day we'll have less. No, we have 86,400 seconds a day and it is up to us to choose and prioritise what we need to do. Now this is where we can start slowing life down in a term known as reality. We can say if we're feeling overwhelmed, are we doing too much? If we are feeling overwhelmed, used and abused, can we learn to say no? Well, you may need to be listening to one of my podcasts that will be coming up on assertiveness if that's the case. But life is really about getting what's going on between our ears sorted out first and then looking at what our body is doing. So let's get back into this concept of depression. We need then to start looking at good habit-forming behaviour. By looking at good habit-forming behaviour, we can now start moving off in a positive direction. But the longer a person stays on antidepressants, without seeking counselling or guidance or mentoring, the more dangerous it becomes. And this is where often rising suicide rates are coming from. It borders on negligence, I would argue, in clinical practice by practitioners who really don't take the the, the, the process of thought to sit with the person. But in fairness, how many people have got a practitioner who can spend the time with them that they need? Therefore, one person cannot be the be-all and end-all to their clients. A friend of mine who is a doctor agrees and says that all doctors, they really don't have the time to sit down and work with their patients. What they do have, though, is a network of professional counsellors and or hypnotherapists or people who can be mentors or persons that can assist others work through their life and their events, acting as a sounding board. It could be, say, talking to friends, but it is working to develop coping strategies and to get the client to re-engage with life. And it's that re-engagement that takes time. And many, many of my friends who are doctors say they get frustrated because they don't have the time. And yes, they do have the professional referring networks, but there's also a thing to help the person when they're really quite down is to get them into a mindset to be able to move forward and actively engage. In my practice, I give clients clinical diaries in which I ask them to record their daily experiences. Each time we have a consultation, we write down strategies for dealing with their issues as they arise. And on an initial consultation, I would give them their notebook and ask them to come back having filled out the left-hand side of the column that I mentioned earlier. We also have... A list and a little packet of yellow sticky notes that basically I asked them to write down what makes you feel good. When was the last time you felt happy? And could you write down on one of the yellow sticky notes what that was? Because when a person is really down, and people out there who may be listening to this, when you're in a really down mood how can you think about what could make you happy when you are feeling so sad so a good thing is keep those yellow notes close by and be able to rummage through them to look for little triggers that will remind you what makes you feel good maybe it's going to so for me it's a second-hand bookshop I just love them or it might be going to get your hair done might get your nails done go for a walk in the park go and play with your dog whatever it may be whatever you feel contentment and peacefulness and happiness around write it down because now you've got something to work through but We also need to be able to be of assistance to get the body working really nicely and to be able to have maybe some Nervine tonics that we as herbalists love to use. Lavender tea, I really, really enjoy doing lavender tea and providing it for people when they're taking antidepressants and looking at that as a nice settling agent to be working with. So lavender tea really is soothing and very settling. Now, there are also considerations that if you are feeling down, then magnesium is something for you to start to consider. And that would also be bringing magnesium in as a supplement, but also improving the person's diet that I would be looking at. Because if there are antidepressants coming in, often those antidepressants can suppress the appetite And then they lose their appetite, they lose their energy, they lose their sense of well-being. So there is a huge link between the down states, that emotional down state, poor quality diet that is loaded with refined and highly processed foods and particularly highly processed carbohydrates. And the reason is a lot of it is associated with comfort food. So we go away and we'll get fatty, greasy Foods uh, that are hollow foods. When we're feeling down, because we want to be lifted up, and that sort of a feel good, I'll have chocolate, I'll have uh, maybe a greasy hamburger, I'll have fish and chips, I'll I'll eat a a packet of lollies because you're looking for something to make you feel good. So when we are looking at experiencing uh, women, particularly where I've dealt with many, many over many years, women experiencing postnatal depression, the first thing I look for is the quality of their nutrition because that is a big thing that we have to look at. But just be aware that when we are looking at the diet, we can only change it slowly, because often these people, and it may be yourself, that the longer you've had a diet like that, we need to take it slow and easy. So just replacing one meal a week with a good meal, and then two meals a week. Just do it slowly, step by step. But the takeaway foods, the comfort foods, the highly processed foods are really damaging because you're not getting the vitamins, the minerals, the amino acid chain coming into the body. So changing the diet is going to be something that is really, really important. So we initiate the body's recovery through nutritional pathways So we start getting a really nice diet happening and even if you want to start with a really nicely balanced protein powder, that can be a good way of getting some nutrients coming in but it's not the only way, you need to have some fresh foods coming in. But small steps, nice small steps coming through, changing the diet, doing it slowly, doing it easily and then when we start looking at getting some guidance, doing our taking control of our life, being aware that yes we have crises, we have a lot of life activities but by the same token they can all be managed if you get help and guidance. Organizations, as an example, such as Beyond Blue, do a wonderful job and more particularly when they're focusing there and a lot of the work that they do with adolescent youth is absolutely extraordinary. But what we need to be able to be doing also as natural medicine practitioners, and this is the role of this podcast, is to be looking at the interface between looking at what is going on between your ears. What are you thinking about? What are you responding to? What's the stimulus? What's the life event? When we start getting engaged with these sorts of things and we can start helping people unravel the complexity of their life and reduce it down to columns on a page, setting some structure and guidance, getting the person to know that they are cared for, they are heard, they are listened to and they are respected, absolutely amazing things can happen. So folks, until next time, please find happiness in every moment. And remember, these podcasts are all about you. So, please let me know if there is a particular subject you would like me to cover and we'll slot it in somewhere. But you know the drill now. We need you to subscribe. We need to get you onto Facebook. We need to tell your friends to tell their friends to tell their friends so as we can actually get up to about. 10,000 likes on Facebook and also 10,000 subscriptions. Thank you so much for listening and I do hope that this has helped somebody out there to have a better day. Take care. The Natural Way with Sandy Dr Sandy Rogers bringing you Folk Medicine Revival The Natural Way the past guides us to well-being.